Once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, you are now tuned into the Investor Show. As always, this is your gracious host, the Prince of Investing, Prince Dice, coming to you guys and girls live all the way from the beautiful city and state of Denver, Colorado. Don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, comment, and share button. And as always, I don't have a lot of time, and I definitely know you guys and girls don't have a lot of time, so let's jump straight into it. So if you are catching this live, feel free to say hello or hi or whatever the case may be. And uh, we'll jump straight into it. I don't know why my microphone just started to. Oh, there we go. All right. All right. So I promised I was going to come on live and give everybody an opportunity to kind of check in and talk to me and, uh, you know, come up with some of their ideas of what they had about investing. Because I know a lot of people call in and they say, hey, Prince, I got a question about this. So I got a question about this particular company. So we have a lot of things going on right now. You know, we have a lot of things going on in the market for per se, as far as, uh, well, I know some people are asking me, hey, well, it looks a little different. I'm sitting in my office instead of my other room across the across the way. That's usually what I do all my recording, my studio and stuff like that. But this is actually my office where I do all my studying and reading and good stuff like that. So it's a nice little Sunday morning. Um, I know I'm pretty random with my live episodes, but I want to give everybody an opportunity to come in and say hello kind of come up with some of the ideas about investing. So let's first talk about investing in general, right? Investing in general, we have a, um, investing in general, we have a, uh, you know, the market is going on. Last week, well, this, well, last week, you might as well say now, was the strongest week, I think, since August. Very strong week. Market been moving up and down due to stimulus talks. So market finished up pretty strong. With this whole stimulus talk thing, Let's first get into stimulus talk. The whole stimulus talk thing, let's let's be honest. The stimulus, the stimulus talk thing is going to be figured out. I don't know why so many people are, oh, when the stimulus, when they finally do get the stimulus bill passed, the market is going to do well. I don't know why so many people are worried about will a package get passed and when when will it get passed, all of the good stuff like that. It's going to get passed. It's just a matter of time and when. You know, both Republicans and Democrats. Uh, everybody agreed that the stimulus will be passed and the market will go up once that happens. So, um, you know, that's why I, I try to tell people don't become so close on what's happening and uh, be mindful of what's going on around you. What's going on, Miss Mr. Marcus Salone? Appreciate your work. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. All right, we got Miss Ruby. She's coming from Memphis, Tennessee. All right, how you doing, Miss Ruby? He said, Charles says, hey, man, how are you? Shots out from Canada. Charles is from Canada. Charles, it's my first time seeing your name. Thank you for uh, checking in. Peter Young, have you noticed solar energy stocks are on the rise? Well, let me go ahead since you asked about it. Yes, I have noticed solar stocks are on the rise, and I am an investor into solar stocks. But uh, I haven't spoke about solar in great deal here on the live episode because the problem is the problem with that is um the problem with the live i mean the the solar you know it's, it's one of my private things it's something i was doing in a private private sector or whatnot or whatnot not in a public setting but yes solar energy um definitely green energy is definitely something i'm big on uh solar energy has outperformed the nasdaq dow jones s p 500 
and it has outperformed Apple, Google, and Amazon. Solar energy political risk is very low due to um, solar energy is very low due to politics. Why it's very low because you have the left side is saying, "Hey, you know, they're talking about climate control. How we need to be conserving our energy more." Then you have the other side of the house where you have um, what is it? You have the the Republican side of the house is giving tax credits. You're getting tax credits for the more solar energy that you use. So that's what we have to, uh, so when I look at solar energy, then you look at the top 10 growing industries within the next 10 years, the number one job um, in the next 10 years is a wind turbine technician. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the number one job in the next decade is a wind turbine technician. Number two is a nurse practitioner. Number three is a solar panel installer or whatever the case may be. So knowing that majority of green energy has a lot of growth to do, the number one way you can tell if a sector is growing is by who's hiring. If I don't know a business and I see that your business is hiring, hiring more and more people, I'm automatically going to suspect that you have current growth or your future growth is projected to be pretty high because why would you be hiring so many people, right? So... The energy sector, the green energy sector is expected to hire so many people. That's what call, That's what put it on my radar. Now, am I well versed into the energy sector? No, I'm not. One of the easiest ways to invest uh, solar and energy is via iClean. iClean is I-C-L-N. iClean. I-C-L-N. That's the ETF that attracts that. It's about $21 right now, but it tracks the entire solar energy uh, process. For people who really know me and, and uh, my private life and things like that, they know I've been talking about solar, you know, for about a month now, about a month or so or something like that when it came across my radar. But I look at it and say um, uh, it's projected every 2.5% of houses will be solar powered. Um, it's projected uh, in 2035, California is stopping the sale of all gasoline cars. So if people are not driving gasoline cars, that means that electric cars and green energy will become more and more prominent. So yes, um, ICLN clean, and my personal pick right now is Enphase, E-N-P-H. Hopefully that helps you out. What else we got here? Solomon King said, I'm looking into EA, TTW, ATV this week. These are all game stocks. So he's looking at game stocks, you know, uh, game stocks, okay. He said, "Big week, big week for video games. You know, I can. Video games have been doing pretty, uh, pretty well. Except GameStop. GameStop hasn't been doing well, but uh, big week for video games. They have. I have been noticing that uh, video games have been seeing uh, a lot of growth due to people being at home and playing more video games. So I definitely could see that. Uh, Corey says, "What up, Prince from NapTown?" Where's Naptown? I don't know. What is I heard him heard of it, but I, I don't know what it is. I'm not going to sit here and act like I know what it is. Um, what is Naptown? But appreciate it. Vita Reed, good afternoon. How you doing, Miss Vita Reed? Charles said, What do you think of Tesla? Do you think they would hit the $500 per share? Yes. Um, Tesla right now has a lot of it's a lot of it's big time volume. Tesla had a crazy 52 weeks year, a uh, year or whatnot. Uh, Tesla, they could hit $500 next week. 
Tesla could hit $500 or $400 next week. Um, why is that, Charles? They report, they open up their books and they report their quarterly earnings come next week. I think they're on the 21st, if I'm not mistaken. So we're going into the, not next week as in, hold on, where are we at right now? Okay, not this next, not not the current week coming up, but on the 20th and the 21st, the week after that, I can see Tesla hitting $600, right? Uh, $500, I can see, $500, $400. It's going to have a wild move come the 2021st due to its quarterly earnings. Because those quarterly earnings, when they come out, we're going to see if they up the snuff, if they got the numbers. Say always great content. Thank you. Thank you. Destiny, she's back here. I like that uh, profile picture of Brianna Taylor, too. She says, here, tuning in from Sacramento, California. How you doing, Miss Destiny? Definitely thank you for tuning in. I think you were in on our late last night podcast that I did. But I definitely thank you for being in. I don't know why my shirt's giving me an issue right here. That's my guy, Randy E. Johnson. He said, can I hold that shirt? <laughs> just a little shirt I just threw on for the episode. But, um, of course, man, anytime. Randy E. Johnson, guys, is the guy who makes all of my uh, Instagram content. So shout out to Randy Johnson for my Instagram content and stuff like that. All right. Uh, Charles asked Mike, you know what? I'm not well-versed in Canadian stocks. Canadian stocks became very hot, I want to say, last year, right when the marijuana industry was kind of getting legalized. Everybody ran to Canada stocks. But I'm not very well-versed into Canadian companies. You got any uh, tips out there? I look overseas, but I haven't really heard or seen anybody Canadian companies become big on my radar. I like y'all. Uh, I like some stuff out of. I never been to Canada too. Mike is usually in here from Canada, but I never been to Canada. Never been to Canada. Miss Vita says she's from Brooklyn, New York. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Brooklyn, New York is in the house. Who we got in the house today? We had New York, Sacramento, um, Naptown, Canada is in the house. We're all over the place. He said, yes. Any penny stocks would you recommend this week? I don't do penny stocks. I'm not smart enough to do penny stocks. That's me. Um, you're better off betting against penny stocks. 90% uh, of those things are going to go. They're usually like pumping dumps. I'm not a big penny stock guy. I did in the in the past, but no, I look at great quality companies. Um, I look at the fundamental. I'm a fundamental value investor, if that makes sense. So I look at companies. I look at the fundamentals, and uh, um, you know, I don't know much about them, right? Not nothing much about them. Don't play with penny stocks too funny. I'm sorry about that, Marcus. He said, Indianapolis, Naptown. Okay, Indianapolis is Naptown. Never been in Indianapolis. Maybe I should get out of the house some more. All right, so we got Naptown in the house, Indianapolis. Okay. He says, P-Money, what it do? What's going on? I'm not going to say your name, but you know you know who I'm talking about. Ruby said, what do you think about PLNHF? We're going to look into that one today, Ms. Ruby. Let me get back to everybody else. Suncor, Suncor Warren Buffett is involved. Is that a Canadian company? I know it sounds like an energy company. I'm almost positive that's an energy company, but I'm not uh, sure if that's a Canadian company. Who yeah? How you doing, Miss Eugene Magina White? How you doing? 
The Virgin Islands is in the house. Okay. U.S. Virgin Islands is in the house. Okay, we got the Virgin Islands. Uh, Canada is in here heavy. Brooklyn, Canada. Okay, so let's look at the first one. Ms. Ruby is a loyal uh, person that tunes in. This is today's episode. People, she wants to ask me about PLNHF. So let's go to Yahoo Finance here. Yahoo Finance, and we're going to take a look at it. We're going to pull back the layers of this company. Uh, I like to use Yahoo Finance because anybody can tune in and follow Yahoo Finance. I'm not logging into uh, some secretive website where nobody can follow me. No, everybody can follow me on this. So here we go. Yahoo Finance, P-L-N-F, I think she said that was. That was, make sure I got it right. P-L-N-H-F, P-L-N-H-F. Planet 13 Holdings. Let me share this with you guys and girls so y'all can see. Okay, y'all got it already. All right, so this company is $3.46. It's on the OTC market, pink slip. Wouldn't have bet anything is probably unprofitable, which it is, unprofitable company. Let's see, what is it? Let's go to profile. I don't even know what this company is. Oh, it's a healthcare company, drug manufacturer. Okay. Let's, there's, there's a company website. Let's go to the about. All right. So we're going to go straight to the company's website. I'm going to pull that up so I can share that with you guys and girls. It's a company called PLNF. Planet 13 Holdings is a vertical integrated cannabis company based in Nevada. So it's a Nevada cannabis company. So it's Planet 13 owns the largest cannabis stores, steps from Las Vegas Strip. Okay. Planet 13 Cannabis Entertainment Complex, the winner of the Leafy 2018 dispensary, offers unparalleled customer experiences, focus on um, unique interactive uh, entertainment and some of the best Canadian uh, cannabis products offered anywhere in the U.S. The Planet 13 Superstore uh, acts as a showcase for growing portfolios of brand new. Okay, so they do vapes, edibles, pre-rolls, and concentrates. Planet 13 Ambitious. Okay, so it's a marijuana company. Very aggressive industry. All right, so let's take a look at some of the finances. Usually, since it's a Marijuana company, cannabis company is going to be probably have horrible finances. But let's look at the potential future, future growth. All right, let's go to the finances. Okay, total revenue 2017, they had zero. This is in the thousands, so it's 21 million and 18. 63 million. Okay, growth, total growth revenue is looking good. Year to year. Let's see how they look quarterly. So they had a significant decrease here. Maybe COVID. They went from averaging around total revenue about 16 million per quarter. Because this says this is in thousands. All numbers are in thousands. So that should be thousands. That should be millions. I could verify that too, but. Right now, looking okay, so they lost a good bit of money come last. Gross revenue, 
gross profits kind of fell. Let's look at them annually. Let's look at how were they doing before the COVID came along. So I'm guessing they just probably went public back in 2017. Okay, they had a gross profit of 35 million. Operational expenses, woo. Net income, okay, so they lost 241. I gotta look and see. I don't think they lost on 241 million, but okay, 241, a negative, now they lost 13. Other expenses, net pre-taxes, tax provisions, net income. So a lot of losses across the board, very negative loss, but this company's only $3. Most cannabis companies are unprofitable. It's very hard to turn uh, a profit in these companies. Okay. So let's look at the balance sheet. What was their balance sheet looking like last year? Total assets about 63 million. You go down here, this company has a market cap of what now? I have I have to go back and look at that. Total debt, 11 million. Let's break down these total assets. Debt is not too bad. Okay, current assets are 22 million. So when you have current assets, that's uh, assets that can be turned into liquid less than 12 months. That's cool. So they have enough cash on hand, or they could turn enough cash on hand to put a lot of their debt. So what I noticed big time here. Look how the debt has dropped. I do like that. The debt went from 24 million to 928 million, all the way down to 11. So the debt has dropped dramatically. And their uh, assets you know, have increased. And I think a lot of their assets probably increased, probably due to the sale of stocks. Because it probably went public and made a lot of money by going public. But that's good. I do like they have low debt. Very low debt, you know. Okay, cash. Okay, that's what make a company go bankrupt. Cash, uh, on debt and can't pay it back. Repayment of debt, cash flow. Let me see what their shareholders' equity is. Let's go to that balance sheet. See what their shareholders' equity is. Total assets sixty-two. Total liabilities. So it's got to be like fifty-five something. Like something I don't like about. Okay, and they got a working capital, a working capital of 11 million. Uh, so they're working capital and debt about hand in hand. So the working capital is current assets minus current liabilities. So that means that money they have current money to work with after they after they pay their bills, this is the money they get to take home. So uh, so that debt is pretty controllable. Not really profitable. I don't like the profits, but the debt is controllable. Being in the industry they're in. It's very unlikely you see companies like that that do very well. So for three bucks, if you're really into that industry. Now, one thing we haven't done, uh, Ruby, we haven't compared it to other companies in that industry. I would have to look at other companies in that industry to see who else is doing what in that industry. All right. Y'all give me one second. Let me change my microphone. Hopefully y'all can hear me better now with this microphone on. But that's my take on PLNHF, uh, Planet 13. I would have to compare them. I do uh, the, the downside. I don't like them losing that much. But the plus side is it's $3.46. The 
the whole entire industry is losing right now. So that's not a very big shocker. The second thing is you have uh, you have the debt is very controllable. Their working capital also on top of their total debt is very workable. Uh, so the company, the likelihood that they will slow because when you have hard times, when companies experience hard times, let's use, for example, Apple versus uh, airline companies. Notice when the airline companies experienced a hard time, companies that had high debt usually went into what? Companies that had high debt usually went into uh, stopping to go broke, pretty much. I can't remember the word I used, but they were stopping themselves from trying to go broke, right? So then again, the downside to um, companies that have high cash and low debt, they usually start to expand. They start to buy the little guys. All right. What else we got here? Great work from India. We got India in the building. That's India, Canada. Last night, somebody was on here from uh, Haiti. Big time, India. They race for being in. He said, great work from India. Thank you. Brandon, he said, uh, Brendan Webb, Mr. Webb says more Canada. Nice. Okay. We Canada is getting deep in here. Okay. I'm going to have to go to Canada one day. We got Canada in the building. All right. That's cool. J.D. Adams. He said, John, uh, John D. Adams. Uh, John's from D.C. I'm holding on to ICLAN's IEP simply for the dividends, trying to decide if I should get more. Okay. Let's look up IEP. I'm already positive. Uh, Carl Icahn, I think that is, right? Carl Icahn's Enterprises. Let's share this. He has Carl Icahn's Enterprises. First of all, all right, let's take a look. He says he's holding on to it for the dividend. Now, John, I don't know your personal situation. Why are you holding on to it for the dividends? Are you trying to get a cash flow? Do you need a cash flow? Is that the whole point? You look, you know, maybe you're retired. Maybe you're looking for a cash flow. Are you someone who's trying to grow in the next five or 10 years? So this is iClean, right? Um, let's put it on a chart. Let's go year to date. No, I want to look at the whole chart. Year to date. Carl Icahn is a legendary investor. And let's put him on a chart against, uh, let's compare it against the S&P 500. Let's see how it's been doing against the S&P 500 this year. So first thing I'm going to look at, Car Icons has been underperforming the S&P 500 this year. I look at, that's the year to date. In one year, it has unperformed. Two-year chart, it has unperformed. Five-year chart. It has underperformed. Let's go back to the max. Right? So now you're looking at, okay, we can't go back to the max on it. It won't. Okay. So in the last five years, this is the five-year chart. Over the last five years, two years, one year, and year to date, this IEP has underperformed the market. So why are you holding on to it? Because of the dividends, right? Now, 
he's getting a dividend. The dividends are extremely high. The dividends are 15%. So let me guess. You're so wrapped up into the 15% that you would take the slow growth because it pays you a quarterly dividend. Now, this is a high dividend. Let's get John. You know, I should open up my phone lines when I do this. I should open up my phone lines so y'all can call me and I can talk to you. Because, John, it doesn't – I can't sit here and say, oh, John, I don't like this company. Because John could be somebody that says, hey, I've made a lot of money in life. I'm trying to preserve my money. I'm trying to get a dividend. Then that's it. That's fine, right? I can do that. That would make perfect sense. But if you're somebody that's trying to grow your money, invest for your children or whatnot, then dividend investing may not be the best option for you. All right. So, John, I'm giving John a chance. I'm trying to see what his goal is if he's still in here. I'm going through the chat log. I'm going to be able to get to everybody here, hopefully, in a second. Everybody's asked, okay, Marcus said, what website are you using? Brandon, you got it right. Marcus said, what website are you using, please? You got it right, Brandon. This is Yahoo Finance. I use Yahoo Finance because anybody can look it up. This is some. This is not some super secret swirl uh, website that you got to log in and get something to. This is anybody that has the internet. This is no privileged access. Anybody can look this information up. So John, he says, cool, thanks. So John, when you're looking at this company, uh, this is the downside, John. You say you're keeping it for the dividend. Great that you're collecting the dividend, but this is the downside. Every time you collect a dividend, you have to pay taxes on the dividends. So if I have a heavy dividend portfolio, at the end of the year, that's, in creating, that's increasing my exposure to taxes. So you're paying more taxes because you're getting a, a nice chunk on dividends. This company's paying 15% on dividends. But it's underperforming the S&P 500. You're paying more on dividends. Why? That's why I'm, I'm not big on that. All right. Let's see who else, who else we got in here. Charles, I'm debating whether should I buy two shares of Snowflake or one share of Tesla. Ooh. Charles, that's a good one. Snowflake. Just IPO'd. Snowflake just IPO'd. Oh, that's a good one. Um, Warren Buffett is backing that one. Berkshire Hathaway did back Snowflake, uh, which was very unusual because they usually don't back IPOs, but they backed the IPO. Um, it just came out. Charles here is from Canada. Let's break it down. Snowflake or Tesla? The first thing is Snowflake is cloud computing. It takes cloud data and it's using it where companies can use it in the future. So Snowflake has a great future in a growing industry. Tesla, making electric cars, it has a great future. Tesla is profitable. Snowflake, if I'm not mistaken, is not profitable yet. But it has great finances. Great finances because it's a lot of cloud. I think it was a company, a father and son started out of California and all of the great stuff. So I'm trying to see, you know, that's a good one. Uh, Tesla is already profitable. It's already proven. It has a strong brand. It's leading its sector. Um, you got, but both of them have strong growth potential. Oh, oh, you got a good one there. That's a good one. Snowflake or Tesla. 
Snowflake, if you're more risky, if you want a little more risk on your plate, I would go with Snowflake. If you want a little less risk, I would go with Tesla because Tesla has a strong name in its sector. And Tesla also is already profitable, whereas Snowflake is brand new. So I would probably go with, um, if I wanted growth for the future, I would probably go with Snowflake over Tesla. I would choose Snowflake. Both of them are very risky. Both of them are in great, uh, like Tesla has a little bit better finances. But um, I will go with Snowflake. I just like that. Even though I don't own any shares of Snowflake, I do own a share to a Tesla somewhere in my portfolio too. But uh, I like Snowflake's potential. But Snowflake is not a big name. It's not a big, it, it, it's not dominating. Like Uber is dominating the ride share business. Tesla is the biggest name in electric cars. And cloud computing, you know, Snowflake is not a, a household name. Not yet. So I would probably choose for the growth potential. And then I'm biased. I'm biased. You know, everybody know I'm a big Berkshire Warren Buffett fan. They're behind this IPO. So I would probably go with the Snowflake. Both of them are risky. Both of them can grow. Snowflake, if you want a little bit more risk, a little bit more conservative, you can go with Tesla. But I would probably choose the Snowflake. I think it has a greater growth potential. And the thing about Snowflake business model when you look at the research and development, Tesla has to currently change its, it has to change its robots. Every time you get a new car, when you look at the process, when you look at the financial report and you look at the um, plant and equipment, Tesla has to currently keep buying new equipment because every time it makes a truck or a car, a new truck, a different model, it has to change, upgrade, it has to change its facilities. I think that's the PPE. I'm not mistaken. It's a property equipment and something else, right? Plant property equipment, I'm guessing. So it's plant has to continually, continuously involve, evolve. Whereas Snowflake, yes, they're doing research and development, but they don't have to put out as much money to keep doing cloud computing. As you know, cloud computing, man, that could be a warehouse in the middle of Nevada and they can run across the globe. It's a global brand. So I'll probably go with Snowflake. I would choose Snowflake over uh, Tesla, Charles. This is that Sunday show. I get to talk to everybody. All right. Let's see what Brandon got to say. What are your thoughts on iPod, iPods merger? Which bet would you say is the safest? I know there's a lot of speculation around Clover, uh, Clover Heat. Okay. Ah, iBock, iPod. I got to look those companies up. Give me a second, Brandon. We'll probably come back to that one. I can't think of that one off the top of my head. Michael, what's going on? Michael is from Canada. How you doing, Mike? He says, good afternoon, Prince. Mike, you got a lot of friends from Canada in here today. A lot of uh, people shouting out from Canada today. What does Ms. Ruby have to say? I think you're pulling out the whole. I don't know what she means by that. Pulling out the whole or whatever the world. I don't know what she means. That's Ms. Ruby from Memphis, Tennessee. He said, I would like to hear your analysis of SDGE. 
I got in at $238. Uh, a week ago, it's going up. I have it set my stop loss three times. I think it has a bright future. SDEG, if I'm not mistaken, that should be Brandon. I'm not overlooking you, but this one I just think about top of my head. That should be Solar Edge. I think SEDG is Solar Edge. SDEG has beautiful finances. And we're going to look at them together, ladies and gentlemen. I'll give me one second. My uh, computer here wants to act a little, little slow. Sorry about that, y'all. Sometimes my computer likes to uh, play games. Hopefully, y'all can hear me back. All right, here we go, here we go, here we go. Here. All right, so let's pull it back up. Let's go to Yahoo. I'm going to go to Yahoo Finance. We're going to take a look at SDEG. I think that's Solar Edge, if I'm not mistaken. Pull up Yahoo Finance. Uh, make sure I got that right. S S E D G. Solar Edge is at three oh five. Okay. Moving on up. Okay, let's play it together. Sorry about that, y'all. I need to, uh, might be time for me to update my computer. Hate when it gets to doing my processes. So right here, this is Solar Edge. Has a market cap of about $15 billion. When you look at the finances on Solar Edge, I already looked up this company before. The top thing I like, look at their total revenue. You know? Growing total revenue, gross profits are growing. Operational expenses, pre-tax, da, da da I can go right here to the cash flow. Right here, operating cash flow. Look at the cash flow. A growing cash flow over the last three years is growing. So positive growing cash flow. Uh, operating expense, I meant to say. Now you look at the total uh, liabilities, that's a $1.4 billion. And total assets, you look at its total debt of only $55 million. You look at its current working capital, it has a working capital of $496 million and a total debt. So look at that, working capital to total debt, very low, right? You can see the company is growing. You can look at the total assets. Look at the current assets. Look how much cash it has on hand. It has enough cash on hand to pay off its debt three or four times. So when I look at that total cash, look at the current assets, $932 million. This is things that can be returned to cash. So the debt to cash flow ratio is very good. Uh, we just spoke about green energy earlier. Uh, so I definitely like the future of this company. Looking at its debt, looking at its balance sheet. Look at his total assets, 1.494, uh, 1.4 billion. 
And you go down here to his liabilities, total liabilities, 682. So, you know, you're talking about a shareholder's equity of around 800 and something million. So a big positive, a bunch of cash, a growing cash value, growing industry. I'm not, the only thing about it is I'm not very well, real well versed into the industry itself. Like, I don't understand or I don't know what is the competitive advantage Solar Edge has over Enphase, right? I don't know. Maybe Solar Panel, maybe Solar Edge, maybe have, maybe they may, you know, I don't know who's the big name in the solar industry, pretty much what I'm trying to say. But Solar Edge is definitely has great, uh, great finances. So I definitely like that one. All right. Jimmy says we have to uh, learn to use money as a tool. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, uh, Suncor is Canadian. Okay. I have to write that one down. Suncor. I think I've heard that name before. I try to uh, keep no more than 10, 10 stocks in my portfolio. No more than 10 stocks in my portfolio. That's my, my goal. What do you think about Square buying up Bitcoin? Um, Bitcoin, I'm not sold out on 100%. You know, I, like I always tell people, I got two main questions, Miss Destiny. If you're still here, I know I had a break there that I had to come back on. The issue with the Bitcoin is what if the dollar goes digital? What would happen to the value of all the Bitcoins? That's one of my big questions I may have. What if the dollar goes digital? What would happen to the value of it? And, um, you know, like everybody, Bitcoin is kind of one of those things that it may make it. It's very risky right now, but it may make it. He said, even if you use the dividend payments to pay other stocks, you still have to pay taxes. Yes. When you collect dividends, you're going to have to pay taxes. I got you, Brandon. You're saying all IPOs. Well, usually with IPOs, I usually don't jump on IPOs first. I wait until they come out. Then I can read their finances of the IPO because IPOs have a big tendency of going up crazy. I don't look at an IPO really until after the lockout period. I look at the lockout period for the IPOs. Miss Tina says, hi, how you doing, Miss Tina? Any gold company stocks you will recommend? I always use for gold IAU, which is India Alpha uh, Under, Under Armour or Umbrella, IAU or GLD. Those are the ETFs I use for gold. Are the spread call stock by low sell high put strikes put help? Hold on, Tina says. Are the spreads call strike by low sell high and puts? Okay, I get what you're saying. You calls by low sell high puts by high sell low. Yes, a call is being bullish, better than the stock will go up, versus a put is better than the stock will go down. 
You holding on any warehouse stock or workhorse stocks? No, I don't hold any workhorse stocks. I'm not even sure what that is. Work workhorse. Is that a particular company or is that a type of stock? You're right. ETF Gold is IAU at $18. Yes, that's the one I like to use. Uh, GLPS. I don't know why my computer is acting up this morning. Why it won't let me be great. But I'm still pushing through. You got to be a hero, push through it. You know, make it happen. Look over here, GLPS. Let me see if I've heard of this company before. Yeah, so I'm going to have to GLPS. Today I'm going to have to get my, uh, I'm going to have to go out here and get this together. I don't know why I'm glitching today. I don't know what, what's going on this morning. I don't know if it's the software, my hardware, but we're going to figure it out. Globus Maritime Limited. Oh, you got a penny stock. Come on, you asked me about a penny stock. Let's take a look at this company. It's 12 cents. I'm going to do this one, then I'm going to have to get out of here today. You say it's a shipping company? One second. We got it pulled up right here. So, yes, he says the shipping company is 12 cents right now. It's a penny stock. Yeah, Maritime Shipping. Let's see here. It's probably going to be unprofitable. Yes, it's probably losing money left and right. Let's take a look here. Let's go to finances. Look at the balance sheet. Okay, 55 million, I think that is. Look at this, a negative working capital. Y'all just saw the other company. So this company has a negative working capital. Total assets of 55 billion, total, total debt, probably more than that. Net debt and total debt, okay. So financially, let's look at the income. Is this company making any money? Let's look at its revenue. Revenue is kind of okay. Too many negatives here. Look at this operating income. This company is losing, 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 losing. Um, the only good thing about it is its debt is not too out of control. Let's look at the current assets. Look at that small amount of current assets, negative working capital. That would be a no for me. I'm pretty sure you can find some other maritime companies that are doing better. Are some other shipping companies that are doing better than this one. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry that my show got interrupted so many times today with glitches. So many people were in here uh, putting in some great content uh, that I was looking up. But every time I would try to go back and go back and forth with that, I was getting this big lag on my end and getting this. Uh, 
I don't like that. You know, I'm definitely going to have to uh, troubleshoot this issue that I'm having with my live and fix this and see what's going on. All right. But um, I thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, y'all stay tuned to the show. We'll do some more like this. I'm probably going to have where y'all can call in and talk to me. And uh, yeah, that'd be it. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I got to get out of here and get running. Thank you guys and girls for tuning in. And to the next video podcast, I got some studying to do. My three books, Income Tax Planning for High Net Worth Individuals. That's for my AWMA. Reading Jesse Livermore, World Greatest Stock Trader. Shouts out to Gennaro TV for sending me that. And, of course, I'm always studying financial statements. So those are my three current reads. You know, I got a nice little bookshelf here, my nice little desk over here, my hutch or whatnot. But anyway, I got to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, definitely not good. Uh, oh, there we go. Freddie B. from Langston, Illinois. Freddie B., how's it going, man? He said, hey, Freddie B. recovering from total knee replacement. Oh, man. Sound like it hurts, man. I wish you a speedy recovery uh, and things like that. You know, I definitely uh, wish you a speedy recovery. I know he got the Investor Show Cup. Um, you know what? Why you get... Since you got your knee replaced, they give you plenty of time to sit down and read financial reports, reading financial statements to find those next financially sturdy company. You no, know, knowing the fundamentals of the company. All right. So, but anyway, I'm very sorry about today's episode. I wish it could have been better. I'm definitely going to work on that, get better equipment, stuff like that, because I hate these glitching and glitching and. Uh, when I have a lot of people come in and a lot of comments going and I'm flicking between comments and streams, that's when I notice I start getting a lag and stuff like that. But um, I'm very sorry about that. But uh, I'm going to have to get out of here today. But I wish you the best, man. Uh, heal up well, Freddie B. from Lansing, Illinois. I definitely remember that. Uh, thank you for uh, supporting the show and all the other great stuff. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Until the next video podcast, cartoon, or whatever it's crazy you see me do around the globe, check out your Wesley Learns book series if you haven't. But anyway, peace, be safe, I'm out. Thank you. Oh.